Welcome to the Redemptive Parenting Podcast, where we aim to encourage and equip parents in wisdom with hope in the gospel for the everyday. Your host for this guest episode is me, Kristen. And if you've been listening to this podcast over the course of this first year, you probably know that my husband, Pastor Pete, joins me for the occasional series, and then I sprinkle in a few bonus guest episodes. And since this is not a weekly thing, I hand select only a few guests for in between our series, which means I bring you people and topics I really want you to hear from. So with that said, I'm excited to introduce you today to my friend, Morgan Tyree. Morgan is an author, professional organizer, podcaster, and a mom. And she has a new book out called Your Hospitality Personality, which I will let her share more about in our chat about cultivating a hospitality lifestyle in our families. So without further ado, Morgan, welcome. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm so happy to be here. It's so fun. You and I met through the Open Door Sisterhood Retreat. And um, for all of you listening, that is like a year-long mastermind group that we gather in person just once during that year. And so we went to Idaho and we were actually roommates and it could not have been more perfect because our personalities just matched up and we're in the same stage of mothering. And so that was just super fun. And I mean, now you're just one of my people and I'm so thankful that we keep up through Marco Polo regularly. I feel the same way. I love that we were assigned as roommates because I feel like we just have so much in common. And I know I love how much we stay in contact, too, because I feel like you're one of my people, too. I just love, love you. Well, likewise, and before we jump in our topic, why don't you just share where you live, who your family is, and then just go ahead and go into what prompted you to write both of your books, but specifically this one about hospitality. Okay. Yeah, so we live in northern Colorado in a town called Fort Collins, and we've been here actually a little over four years. We moved um, here from overseas, so we have, as a family, moved quite a bit with my husband's job, and we have three teenagers, 19, 17, and 14, so we are in that season of parenting, and I, like you said, I'm a professional organizer and author, so those are my, what I call flexible jobs that I get to do, but still hands-on as a mom. And I was prompted to write, um, take back your time a lot from my professional organizing and coaching clients. And then your hospitality personality, it came out from, I had a conversation with my editor, it sort of started there, but I also have had a lot of experience with hospitality, kind of from moving around a lot and having to kind of find your community right when you start living somewhere new. And then also with working with clients, I'm really fascinated by personalities and sort of what makes people tick. And so it's been a really neat combination because I've had a lot of my organizing clients say, you know, I don't want to have someone over to my house, like I'm embarrassed. And so there's all these layers to being hospitable and to using our homes. And so it's just kind of been this whole, you know, connection of the dots, I guess, as far as is where the book came about. I love that. And that's what I was going to ask you next, because I love the title of the book. But I'm sure, like me, others are wondering, what are hospitality personalities? Good question. So basically, you know, I mean, there's so many personality tests and all those things out there. And I think they're um, fascinating to, to learn about ourselves and learn about others. But generally speaking, you know, if you look at personalities, there's generally kind of a common four types if you're just going to get real, real simplified. And so, um, and I've actually been using personality kind of identification as I work with clients a lot to really understand what makes people tick. And so I took kind of my personal fascination with 
with personality types and um, created for hospitality personality types. Because, I, you know, I think when we interact and when we socialize, we do see there's different ways of engagement, you know, and there's people that maybe thrive more in putting on the party, you know, and then there's people that are maybe more quiet or reserved, you know, there's those different types. And so um, do you want me to dive into the four types? Or, yeah, go ahead yeah. and just tell us. Yeah, what are those four types? Yeah, so there's um, the leader, and that's sort of the the take charge type of personality. The person who, you know, is probably a little more comfortable hosting because they're just kind of, they're happy to be in charge. Um, they're good with details, those sorts of things. And then there's the entertainer, which sort of speaks for itself. And we all know the entertainers at the tables. They're the ones that you know, they're tending to tell stories, they're, um, you know, they're very socially engaging, generally usually extroverted. And so, you know, they may not be as keen on maybe follow through or planning the events, but they are all in when they're there. And then there's the includer, which is sort of the personality type that is naturally um, inviting and warm and inclusive and kind of like the entertainer, maybe not as focused on details, but very focused on people. And then the fourth is the organizer, and that's the person that is very detail-focused, um, very good with all the, like, smaller details, you know, and remembering everything. And, you know, and, and they're they're good with people, too, but they're maybe more on the detail or the, like, lo- logical, logistics side. Obviously, there's some pros to each of those. Why is it important to know our own personality, and how can we benefit, I guess, from really thinking about our hospitality? Well, I think it's always really important to understand sort of how you kind of tick naturally and how God has hardwired you because um, we can always, I think, improve some things or work on some things in our own growth. But to to fight against how you were created, you know, usually can kind of bring about discouragement and frustration and maybe added stress. And so I think when you start from a position of strength of really knowing what your natural strengths are. And then you can bring in somebody maybe alongside you to help host an event that maybe has some of the other qualities, you know, that are more natural to them. And so, you know, for an easy example, like I'm definitely like I'm a, I now usually say there's a primary and secondary, like you're not all one personality type. You know how that goes. You have your, your side. So I'm primarily an organizer. Like I'm right into the details. Like, well, how's that going to look? How's that going to work? Right. And then my secondary is an includer. Like I am a warm person. I do enjoy being around people, but my, my, first thought is usually details or like, okay, how do we, how do we make this happen? You know, then my husband is an entertainer. So we actually have a nice compliment because can rely on him (laughs) to keep the conversations going. He's very welcoming, very warm, can talk to anybody. And, you know, he's more extroverted. I'm more introverted. So I think that's the beauty is sort of knowing yourself. And then if you're going to host something or go to something to have some, if you're with somebody or your spouse or whatever your dynamic is, is to use your complimenting, you know, your strength as a compliment, as opposed to mm-hmm. fighting against the things that are harder for you naturally. Well, and I think with all of those, maybe we should talk about like, what's the difference between hospitality and entertaining? Because I think mm-hmm. that like when we're talking about this, you know, it's important for all of us to be welcoming. And so then if we know where we need growth, it's helpful if we have kind of an idea of what is hospitality? Right. That's a, that's a good question as well. So hospitality, uh, I, I feel like we tend to think it's, you know, having someone over for dinner. You know, that's kind of like our first thought, just generally speaking. And I do think that's definitely, there's a time and place for that, but it's actually defined as the friendly and generous reception 
and it does say have the word entertainment in there, but of guests, visitors, and strangers. So one thing I have in the book is thinking of hospitality in like your, your close circles, you know, the middle circles and even your outer circles. So, you know, that could be the, the barista at the coffee shop, or it could be letting someone go in traffic in front of you. So I think we need to, you know, make sure we're thinking of hospitality as a, as a way of loving anyone in our sphere of influence as opposed to it just being a formal invitation to have someone to your home because that's definitely you know there's a place for that but you know we have so many of these circles of influence whether it's you know a new coworker at work are you going out of your way to welcome them to invite them to lunch you know a new neighbor moves in do you make an effort you know so it's just thinking through who has god placed in your life to show love to And that doesn't mean that you have to have more of your house because we're in different seasons of life or, you know, whatever your circumstances are, maybe that's just meeting someone for coffee, you know, but I think it's taking that initiation and looking people in the eye and showing warmth and welcoming. I love that because we're all called to be others focused, to think of and love others well. And so, like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean sitting down for dinner, although I think that that's part of what we're called to do is inviting people over. But just even being mindful, like, for instance, my neighbor's dad just died. And so just that extra gesture of taking something over to her, just being, bringing ourselves out of our own little bubble to see other people, how we can love them and serve them. I don't know if you've read Rosaria Butterfield's book, The Gospel Comes with a House Key, but she talks about just hospitality is bringing glory to God, serving others and living out the gospel in word and deed. And it Mm -hmm. just puts us in a posture of serving others. And I feel like that's exactly what you're saying as well. Like, how Mm -hmm. can we be intentional to see and love other people? Exactly. Yeah. To notice people. Cause I do think we're, there's a loneliness epidemic, you know, people are craving connection and noticing people. um, And it can be a text, just remembering someone's event or, you know, just following up with someone, just showing that you are paying attention to them. It goes a long way. It's definitely a way to serve and love. So regardless of our hospitality personality, I mean, just as believers being called to think about others, what about thinking about our home as an open home where we are doing inviting, like where we are being intentional to think about inviting Mm -hmm. people in. Yeah. And I covered that in the book because I think it's important to start from a place of kind of identifying your season as far as I think there's times in our lives where we can be, have more of an open home. And then there's times where maybe there, there might be a need to have more of a closed home. And what I mean by that is if you're going through you know, a medical crisis, or, you know, maybe your home is extra full, like, like mine is right now with everybody home, or, you know, it's just, it's, it's identifying, you know, do I have the space and the time to host well, in the sense, like, are you going to be available and present, you know, and I just try to offer a lot of grace that if you're in a season where you need to be more of a closed home, for whatever reason, then, you know, there's so many ways we can still host and maybe pick an outside venue or meet up for pizza or meet in a park, you know, so you can still, initiate the invite, but if having someone in your home is more challenging for whatever reason, then you can get creative and take some of that burden off. I just, I just want to give people the permission because I connected a survey and it was so interesting for my blog readers, the stress of cleaning and prepping and cooking and hosting was just like the, the, you know, like a huge obstacle. And so it's like, well, if that's really challenging for whatever reason, 
you can still initiate a get together and make it easier on you. You know, everyone bring takeout to the park. And I think that's the thing too, is just realizing if you want to have more of an open home, you can still keep it casual because if the point is connection and community, um, if we kind of do that in our own homes, I think it helps other people feel more freedom to reciprocate and invite you over, you know, it's, and I'm not against, you know, let's having a nice dinner or, you know, going, going and really making a nice meal or whatever. But I just think we want to give permission and grace to say, let's, uh, let's do what we can do in the season or in the, in the time and place. I think that's so important because I think so often that then becomes that stumbling block. I mean, we live busy lives, except for with pandemic, but hopefully by the time this airs, we'll be in a different season. Who knows? But I think too, I mean, you're right, because I found myself thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have time to, to cook and clean. But when we eliminate that idea that things have to be perfect or that we have to do it all, I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong with inviting people over and asking them to bring a dish and just hodgepodge Mm -hmm. it together. Exactly. Yeah. Just sort of like loosening things up where it makes sense in the sense, like, so you can maintain the goal of still getting together as opposed to like, just letting those things be a roadblock for sure. Exactly. I think whether we realize it or not, our approach to hospitality communicates to our children what we value. Because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think if we're um, hesitant or we don't engage in um, being hospitable, you know, is it we're too busy or self-centered to invite others or to initiate, even if it's not in our home, but at a park or are we too concerned about appearances and having to be perfect? And even like, do we only invite people over that are like us? And that's Mm -hmm. something that I think our country is starting to talk about is a really good thing. You know, are we only inviting people over that look just like us or are we initiating friendships with different people? So I think that's where it's really important to have a mindset of intentionality and even be praying about Lord, you know, who do you want me to seek out? Like who, you know, and then and then responding to that prompting and making it happen. I think that it's, you know, and, and I really encourage people, like, get it on the calendar if you can, you know, initiate that initial call or invite. And then once you have it on the calendar, it's easier to let it happen. But it's, you know, if we kind of get stuck in the not getting it scheduled, you know, there's a place for spontaneous hospitality. But I also feel like if we miss that opportunity to schedule it, then we can kind of miss miss the opportunity altogether, you know, because I mean, months can go by and you're like, oh, we meant to have them over, you know, as, as opposed to being intentional. But then just really saying, Lord, who should I be seeking out, you know, because he can really help in your in your guidance there as far as who who could you really open up your arms to and, and invite over. Yeah. And I think our kids learn a lot from that because they see, do we invite people over? And if we do, who are those people? So just in terms of like thinking about what our children can learn from us, like in our hospitality or lack thereof, I mean, I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot there. And I think that bringing our kids into it, like family gatherings, so having them help us identify maybe someone they saw sitting alone at church or maybe they have a new kid in their class and they moved Mm -hmm. here from out of state and they don't know anyone. So I don't know. Do you have any other ideas or things that your family has done to, to welcome in Mm -hmm. the person that, that needs a friend? Right. Well, it's been interesting as I've, you know, really dove into this topic more deeply is that I, 
was raised in a in an open home. My parents were very open with our home. And one of the things that they did was like people were always more important than things, which I mean, we all know that, but it's like our home was used, you know, and it was just neat because like that was my normal. And they allowed me, we just had moved into a brand new house my senior year of high school and they let me have a huge party on the white carpet. Like it was just, <laughs> you know, but that's just, that was their mindset. And so I actually got voted like best party thrower. Like what? Oh, I love you it. Know? I know. <laughs> and so, you know, that was my situation. So I carry that into my current family. We are a very open home. And my daughter, who's now in college, she's like, mom, I just love that my friends love coming over. And so I think there's a lot we can do I always like to say more is caught than taught, you know, so as we as yeah. parents, the more we show how to love and, and within our, you know, within our personality, within what's natural, we don't have to force things, but tap into the things that come more naturally to you, show that love and grace to everyone in your path. And I think your kids pick up on that. And so, you know, there's just a lot that we can do in our modeling. And, um, you know, when we lived overseas, it was funny because we had so many guests, like there was a time for. I want to say it was four plus months where we had a guest after guest. Like, I mean, my kids are just used to having people and they were coming to stay with us for a week at a time, you know? So there's so much good that comes from that. Just the conversations around the table and from having to give up your bedroom for the guests, you know, so you learn kind of what hospitality looks like. Some of the pluses and minuses, you know, there's some sacrifice there when you're serving. So. Sure. Absolutely. When you're giving up your bedroom, you know, but I mean, what you said, I think is so important about modeling because they see what we do and they, they learn that life is not just all about themselves. And I would say our family too, being a ministry family, my kids are accustomed since they were little, it's always been people in and out. And I think some kind of just side benefits that I've seen them um, learn from it is learning to engage with different age people Mm -hmm. and to be service minded. I mean, just the other night we had some families over and we were outside. Um, These families had young children and they were swimming and I came back in and my son had cleaned up all the stuff in the kitchen. And like, I didn't ask him to do that, but it's just been like years of just observing and participating. And and I was just like, but I think that when you live in an open home where you're Mm -hmm. thinking about serving and making people feel comfortable and loved that our children pick up on what they're watching, like you said, that they learn more, you know, it's caught than taught. I mean, they just learn what we do and they see it and they start to model that as well. Yeah. You don't have to like talk about it and talk about it. They just realize that's how we do life, right? That's how we, how we love on others. Yeah. I was going to yeah. share, we, one of the things we did, and I didn't do this intentionally, but I remember um, there was a season where we had some friends who had older kids and then we, we would hang out a lot and their older kids were really sweet with our kids. You know, there was a bit of an age gap in, in some of the, and some between some of them. And it was so cool because like for me with my, you know, like my youngest was maybe five at the time. It was such a nice, like I could actually like, you know, relax and chit chat with the adults because these older kids were being so sweet to my kids. Well, then it's been really neat to see my kids now do that when we go to, you know, when we're with another family where there's some age difference, they just do what was taught to them, you know, what was modeled to them. And it's such a great way to love on the people you're with because they can kind of have some downtime from their young, young kids. And yet our kids are learning how to serve and just go play with the toddler or whatever. So it's just neat to think about when you do stretch some of your circles or maybe, you know, invite someone over that maybe has different age kids, there can be benefit in that as well. I agree. And I think sometimes there's not any kids, but like my kids have learned to sit at the dinner table and 
sometimes they just listen, but they're listening to adult conversation that I think is good for them. And then other times they'll jump in themselves. And I think that that's just such a important thing that we're not just excusing them or thinking that, oh, this isn't relevant to you. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that that helps take them outside of themselves. And I'm not saying they sit there, you know, the entire night, but like having them be a part so that they they see how we Mm -hmm. interact and and maybe even deal with differences. Because I think one of the beauty of hospitality is that when you sit down and break bread with someone, Mm -hmm. that even if you have differences of opinions, you come to know each other as people. And so you can be respectful and and learn how to engage even over disagreements. Mm -hmm. I agree. My kids, I think, have gotten a lot of good life skills from the entertaining, well, or I should say hosting that we do because, you know, it's just been such a part of our life that they are, they're very comfortable having adult conversations. And, you know, what's neat about that is I think our kids are going to go into their future hosting situations that much more confident. Uh And I, and I say in the book, you know, we say in our house, it's better to be interested than interesting. In other words, being other centered should really be a mindset because that's how you show you care about somebody else. You know, not that we can't have a back and forth conversation, but you know, do you know how to answer open-ended questions? And are you interested in hearing someone's story? You know, and are you really engaging? And those things are, again, we haven't sat down and, you know, had these conversations with our kids, but they've seen it modeled. And so they are now doing a lot of that themselves. themselves. Yeah. I love your quote about, are you interested or interesting? And Mm -hmm. so then that takes the focus off of yourself, but really seeking to know somebody else. And I've seen too, with my kids in that modeling now, like they'll invite friends over. And of course you and I both have drivers, but like they've gone to the store and bought sodas and chips and stuff to do the entertaining, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like they Mm kind of know what has to go into it. So, but they also have the freedom. They know that we're going to be fine with them inviting their friends over and whoever. And a lot of times they like us to be a part of it too. And I think mm-hmm. that's because we've had them be a part of our conversations. And, exactly. and I mean, you know, as a parent of teenagers, there's nothing better than being a part of your kids' friends yeah. circle and getting to know their friends. Exactly. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like the more you can engage and I think it's a thing you don't want to force it, but I think it's, if you have a mind, if you have that intentional mindset, you know, from early on, you can sort of pave that way. Cause I'm, I feel like we're reaping a lot of benefit in these teen years from some of the things we did. And I don't even know if we were that intentional, but just, it's, it's beautiful to see kind of that foundational work that is now created. Like we just talk about all kinds of things. You know, we just have a lot, we have really open dialogue and they feel really safe and comfortable and you know, we even had a situation where, you know, one of our kids came to us and wanted to talk, wanted us to talk to one of his friends because of a concern. I mean, it's like when you build that kind of safety, that safe kind of home feeling and where we can talk about things and we can do hard things and we love people, then I think that really can be amazing to see kind of how your kids will come to you when they need you. And and want their, their friends to come to you yeah. too. Like, I mean, that. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were better. just, we were kind of blown away because we were like, absolutely. Well, you know, we'll, we'll coach, we'll talk, you know, but, but the fact that he trusted us that much, you know, to like yeah. be that vulnerable. Yeah. That's really cool. Exactly. And for them to feel safe and it's not because our house is perfectly yeah. picked up and free of dog fur or whatever, but yeah. it's, it's just that welcoming. You know? yeah. I mean, all the time, I feel like oh, I, know. I just can't keep up with the dog fur. I try, but I've, no. I've in it. that used to bother me early on in marriage and family life. I was more of like, oh my gosh, the house right. is, you know, it looks bad, but 
I think when you start to put that stuff aside, it, mm-hmm. it just the freedom and other people feel comfortable. And like you yes. said, that might free them to feel comfortable to host too, because they realize I don't have to have it all together. That's not what yeah. this is all about. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say, cause that's something that I, again, as I've kind of peeled all, peeled all these layers back to like how I look at hospitality and thinking about my mom, she was so great because she kept a tidy home, but it was kind of that lived in comfortable home where you could just, you know, kind of crash on the couch. And I think we want to think about that from a sense of hospitality. How do we make people feel comfortable in our homes? And the more comfortable we are in our home, whether there is dog hair or, you know, some dishes in the sink, there is an element where if you keep some of that exposed, it actually can make people feel more comfortable because they're going to say, oh, this is how my house looks too. You know, because having an overly pristine home can almost bring that comfort level down if we're not careful. I agree. Now, what about if we have not been in the habit of living kind of an open door home or proactively thinking about who we can invite over? I don't know, maybe just some ideas on how to grow in that area or even encouragement from a time where you were hesitant and unprepared, but, you know, just went with the prompting of the Holy Spirit to invite anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say if you want to grow and, you know, maybe host more or initiate more, you know, I think it's always good just to think about some small steps. So maybe even, you know, let's have one family over a month or, you know, just give yourself something tangible to work with, whatever might work for you. And then, um, you know, look at what would make you feel the most comfortable. You know, maybe that isn't having a dinner in your home for whatever reason. Maybe you want to go meet at a restaurant or a park or whatever would make more sense. So just really kind of identifying what would be a realistic goal and then also what would be a realistic setup for you, you know, because I think when you take some of that stress out, it just makes it more doable. You know, and I think there's been times I've hosted where, you know, it's been harder than others. And so just realizing that there's some times where the serving piece is going to maybe tax you more than others and sort of being open to that. And I kind of talk about that too. There's times where we, we may be hosting and we're kind of more in that giving role because you're maybe serving, whether it's, you know, I gave an example of, we hosted my daughter's swim team for a brunch. I mean, we were not hosting necessarily for like any of our benefit. It was fully a giving time. And then there'll be other times where like, we'll have our good friends over for barbecue and it's totally giving and receiving. And so also identifying, you know, there's times where you may be kind of called more to really just be in that real service side of it. And that's okay too. Sort of just being mindful about kind of what you can, what you can take on in your current season and in your current home situation and giving yourself some small steps to work on. Yeah, I think that's great. And just being a goal, like sitting down maybe with your spouse and thinking about like, what's realistic or what what's the best time for us? You know, it might not right. be Friday night because we're tired from the work weeks so and maybe whatever it is. But I think too, like I used to early on think I needed to do like my best meal. You know, I wanted it to be like a really great dinner. And I've have freed myself from that too now. And I've kind of learned, I'm like, okay, what's easy? You Mm -hmm. know, I don't have a lot of time. And so it might not this fantastic meal, but really it's like, what do I want them to walk away from our home with? It's not necessarily that was the best dinner I ever had. I want them to go away thinking like they felt loved and cared for and we had a great conversation. And so I think when we can free ourselves of thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not a good cook or it has to be spectacular. Right. Well, yeah. And I think that's really important as parents to consider that because if our kids are seeing us stressed around hosting, that's going to that's going to be part of their foundation. They're going to see hosting is like, we've got to clean for hours, you know, mom's stressed out in the kitchen or whatever it is. And so we want to really be thoughtful about, okay, how can I, there's always maybe a little bit of stress just naturally because you're, you know, you're having a timeline or whatever, but 
but maybe right. really saying, you know, how can I minimize my stress so that this becomes more of a opportunity to, to show how I love others as opposed to focusing again, kind of like I was saying, my parents were mo- more focused on people than things, you know, how can I be more focused on the people that are coming in our home as opposed to just all the details. So, well, I know that people listening are going to want to grab your book. So tell us before we close where they can find you and get your books. Okay. So um, my website and brand, I guess, is Morganize with me. And so on there, there's a book page with all the links to where you can order it. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the great places out there. All right. Well, and I will include all of that in the show notes, but Morgan, thank you so much um, for coming on and sharing. And I just love that like your parents set that precedent for you and now you're carrying it on with your own kids. It's, it's cool what an impact we can have as parents. You know, we have a big, a big opportunity. Absolutely. Well, and for all of you listening, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can stay in the loop about future episodes by following Redemptive Parenting on Instagram. And I would love if you would take just two minutes of your time to do a review on Apple podcast. It really is important because it's how people find podcasts, just like books, podcasts move up within a category and get noticed. And I would love for other parents to find the Redemptive Parenting podcast. Of course, word of mouth is always the best too. So thank you for listening. And until next time, grace and peace to you all.